You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 25 of the Habs Culture podcast. It's been a pretty hectic week, if we're being honest. Uh, last episode, we had Sportsnet's Eric Engels, who joined us to talk a bit about the Habs, uh, the offseason that Mark Bergevin had, um, some of the upcoming prospects like Ryan Palin. And yeah, it's been pretty hectic that we've been gaining a lot of traction on you know, our downloads of that episode and Instagram, Twitter followers. We just made a TikTok account now, just trying to keep up with the trends and trying to add some clips so you guys could have like short little um, clips of us talking and stuff. So yeah, it's been a pretty hectic week and now we're back for episode 25 just to talk a bit about the offseason that the NHL had. It was a bit of a, an exciting one a few weeks ago, especially with the expansion draft, um, the regular entry draft, tra- free agency. So we'll talk a bit about that and then uh, we'll get into a bit of the Habs and the lines and stuff and we'll just go with the flow. There you go. And again, it's it's been... It was a hectic week and it was a hectic few weeks in terms of NHL standards, in terms of free agency and a few trades going that we that we actually reported ourselves. But now it's it's fairly quiet. It's fairly quiet. We're trying to make the most of of our situation here. And uh, we are super, super excited for the season to get going again shortly in October. But with that being said, uh, we posted on Twitter and on Instagram regarding you know, any questions, comments, um, topics of conversation that you guys wanted us to talk about. We got a few here and there that we're going to touch on. So firstly, this is kind of, you know, a, a broad subject. It's a very broad subject, but, you know, maybe it will, it will bring out a few, a few details and a few more specific comments that you want to make on certain teams. So that, so what I'm talking about is an Atlantic division preview. Okay. This was brought to us by Jason Dankner on Instagram. Yep. Now, look, I think I, I I briefly looked at it and it is going to be crazy. Yeah, it will be. And before we get into that, this is the Habs Culture Podcast. <laughs> My name is Mark Anthony Bertaja. I'm alongside Justin Shorts. Almost forgot the intro. It's, we're two minutes in, so it's <laughs> not that bad. In. I feel like we've done worse. I think, we're, I think we're sorry. I think we're just a little intimidated by the recording today. But yeah, we're filming <laughs> like we're looking at ourselves talk. Um, we're using this new platform, so we're going to test out that and see in the future how we can make it even better you know maybe even go live on youtube and stuff so we're, we're testing it out there you go and uh and yes it's a bit different for us this uh, this morning or this afternoon we've been <laughs> we've been here for a long time we've been struggling a little yeah. bit yeah so uh so yeah we'll start with the atlantic division there you since go it's the habs division so i don't know how do you want to go about it do you want to do do you want to do standing predictions or do you want to just go by team and and kind of see where they're at and then maybe um, we can give a, a final standing uh, preview at the end. At the, I, I say at the end of yeah, the at the end of everything. Um, I want to hear your locks though. Like who's who's making it out of there? Hundred percent. So are we talking about wild card as well? Or are we just talking about no your top, locks? And so then the, we'll go so wild top card three for the teams. Yeah. Top three teams, and then okay. God, it's such it's such a talented division. Best division in hockey by, by far. Easy. I don't think it's I don't think it's that close. Honestly, um, my locks. I have two right now off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I have the Tampa Bay Lightning, which in my eyes are a lock. Even after the two Pete, I think that yeah. they're 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 they have solidified a spot in the playoffs once again this coming 2021-2022 season. And I guess a team that 
has showed a lot of promise as of late that for me has locked in a spot is the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I agree. I think Florida has built an incredibly deep team and not only a deep team, but a team that also has a ton of talent up front. You have Jonathan Huberto, you have Alexander Barkov, you went out and traded for Sam Reinhart, you have Sam Bennett, who they traded for at the deadline. Mm -hmm. The goalie situation is a little bit up in the air, but you have a young player in Spencer Knight who seems to have a lot of promise um, in goal. And their decor is also fairly solid. So I think that I'm not saying it's going to surprise a lot of people. I don't think people will, will be surprised to see them in a playoff spot, but I do think people will be surprised to see how well they end up doing this season. They're my Stanley Cup favorites. Are they really? Not. Yeah. Okay, so maybe then I'm then I'm undermining what they have going for them. Someone asked me at work. Um, he was putting he was putting money on like who would win every major league in, in North America. So baseball, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL. And he doesn't follow hockey that closely, so he just asked me who would you put. That's like low value would get me a lot of right. money. I told him Florida. I just I look at this team and their depth look on their wings. Okay, they have Duclair. Mm-hmm. Now they got Bennett. I mean they have Bennett in the middle. They have Reinhardt on the wing. Yeah. Barkov in the middle. Huberto on the wing. They're a they're a strong team. They're very strong. They're very strong. And the thing is, sorry to cut you off yeah. there, but you go back to that first series between uh first series between uh Tampa. Sorry, yeah. Tampa and, and Florida. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will tell you Tampa was the better team. Tampa has more skill. They have more valuable assets up front in terms of Kucherov went healthy, Braden Point, Hedman, Stamkos. The list goes on and on and on and on. But at the end of the day, the Florida Panthers put up a very good fight and a fight that they could have actually almost taken that series. They they, they won two games. They brought it to six against the defending Stanley Cup champions who then ended up repeating. So look, I, I I don't know about Stanley Cup favorites. On yeah, my it's just, end. that's my long no, shot. But you favorite. know what? I also like it because if you're if you're someone who bets and you're and you're going to check on the app and you, you want something for value, mm-hmm. I don't know what their odds are right now, but I can guarantee you that they are not favorites on on any sports betting app or any are you know Yeah, I, mean? I don't know. I'm not a gambler. I just I was my shot in the dark for him because Probably the best return for your money. They're a team that excites me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the question mark is in goal. We'll see how Spencer Knight plays. They have a $10 million backup. Yeah, that's think very it. interesting too. So we'll see how that plays out. But you but know yeah. what? I like their... Sorry to cut you off, but I like their decor. I like mm-hmm. Montour. Hopefully, like Ekblad can... Yeah, pull that up. But uh, hopefully, Ekblad can get back healthy. They lost Yandel, but I don't think that's too big of a deal on their end. I don't think so either. Do you know who else they brought in? I'm I'm just the big names Reinhardt Bennett. Well, Bennett was last. But I'm talking about on deadline. D. Like, do you know who they're? Their oh, top on D. Six? So on D right now they have Uyghur Ekblad. Okay, Uyghur's underrated mm-hmm. as well. Nudavara Montour. Okay. Forsling Gudas. Okay, look, I mean, you have you have a few players that play a very physical style. You have a few skilled guys as well. It's a nice mix. So, so with that being said, I think you have Tampa and you have. Tampa and and Florida as two teams that will make a bid for one and two in the division. Florida's second line is Huberto, Bennett, and Duclair. Well, that's what I'm saying. Their fourth line play. Their fourth line's Marchment, Achari, and Hornquist. It's very deep and and it's it's quite frankly a little bit intimidating being a Habs fan going into this division. Now, you can look at all the other teams that have a lot going for them, but I think this is Florida's one team that's going not unnoticed but doesn't have as much they're not there's not as much respect on their on their name right yeah now. yeah i agree 
it's about time though that they take the next step. Absolutely. But you know what? I think I think it all starts down the middle with Alexander Barkov. One of the best two-way centers in the mm-hmm. league. And I don't think he gets enough praise for for his play and the points that he puts up year in and year out, but but I think he's incredible. I think he's incredible. So who's your third lock? Because this one it gets tr- it well, this gets is, tricky this gets here. Really tricky because I think there's one team that's the biggest question mark in my opinion. Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not even. Okay, so the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah. The I, Boston I guess, Bruins. The reason I said the Leafs is because I know we like to bash the Leafs over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? But you know what? I think Boston is a huge, huge question mark because they got worse. They got I'm not gonna lot, lie. Sorry, Bruins fans. They got worse, and. They've been good for so long. It's kind of hard to believe that they'll be bad at some point. But Bergeron's getting older. Marchand's getting older. Pasternak is Pasternak. You lost Chara. You lost guys like Nick Ritchie. And Nick Ritchie. And, uh, Andre Cachet. Like, and I'm their not... biggest loss, David Krejci. Yeah. That's a who huge loss. Czech, because right? him and Taylor Hall were playing very good hockey together. And now Hall's alone. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how they play. Well, how they how and it Craig plays Smith out. Was a part of that line, but I mean, it, I find Krejci brought it all together, right? Yeah. Could you imagine if Boston drafted properly? You mean like in twenty fifteen? Yeah. They would have had not just what it's been like 10, 20 years of their success. They've been good for a long they've time. Ju- they've been a dynasty. It would have easily been doubled, right? If yeah. they would have drafted Shabbat, Barzal, and Connor. Instead of DeBrusque and the two other Look, guys. it's easy to say now. It's it, very com- yeah, hundred percent. I'm just saying they would have been scary, but I think now's the year where they decline. This year's the year yeah. where it starts going downhill. Right, and and I don't disagree with you. I think Krejci's been whole and and funny enough, people will tell you the big names Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasta are the guys that hold that team together. But quite frankly, I do think that Krejci was holding that team together as mm-hmm. well yep. because. You cannot be a good hockey team without a solidified second line. And having Krejci as an automatic second line center on your team for the past 10 years or so is already a solidified second line. Now you yeah. just need to add those little pieces. And we've seen over the years, right now it's Taylor Hall. Beforehand, it was Craig Smith. Before that, it was Krejci, Jagger. You have all these names that have come in and out of the system and have added to that second line. But that second line isn't complete without a guy like David yeah, Krejci. Yeah, 100%. So, but, but... But do they make the they playoffs? They are not my third spot. They're not. They're not my third it's spot. It's Toronto for you, or is it I don't Montreal? know why I continue to praise this this organization, but I'm going to put Toronto in there. They're they're, they're a they are a regular season hockey mm-hmm. team. Now, uh, when when it comes time for playoffs, let's let's don't get me started. I don't I don't want to talk about it. I don't think I don't think their name should even come out of my mouth. But I think that they're a regular season hockey team that knows how to put pucks in the back of the net and knows how to win games in the regular season. And I'm emphasizing that. Look, I've been saying it for a few weeks now to friends that have been asking me, you know, that the Habs made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. They're probably going to be a wildcard team. Yes, I agree. They're going to be fighting for a wildcard spot because of their lack of depth, like Eric said in the last episode. I just look at Toronto and I tell myself, if there's one team that doesn't make it out of the Atlantic, I think it's them. I'm looking at their roster. They lost their first line winger in Zach Hyman. So they have Nick Ritchie slotted at that spot. Good hockey player. Look. Can I, but yeah. he's not whatever. We talked about this last night, by the way, right? 
Yeah. Nick Ritchie and Andre Cache are good hockey players, but they're good hockey players when given opportunity. And if you're going to depend on them to be your third and fourth line wingers and centers, it's not going to work out because you're not surrounding them with the talent that they need in order to succeed, right? Yeah. And look, they might completely prove me wrong and go out and win the division because they have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and they have that talent. And I don't wish this on anyone, but it's just like the Canadian scenario. If one guy goes down, that's when depth comes to play a huge role. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at Toronto, their third line is Michael Buntin, David Kampf, and Ilya Mikheyev. Well, there you go. And that's all you need to tell me, right? Because, and, and I watched a lot of Toronto last season. I was an Austin Matthews owner in fantasy. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, the goal, the goal upside was definitely tremendous. However, I did notice, I did notice that when it came down to it and when it came down to the Leafs winning games, a lot of the time Matthews was was dependent on to play, 20, to play 25 minutes. Yeah. Mitch Marner was dependent on to play 23 minutes, 24 minutes. Then you had the big names, uh, like the secondary guys, Nylander, Tavares, um, Riley. Now, when you have a big group of good players, it's easy to depend on them. But when you're starting to get into that late, that late stretch of the season where you're at the 65-70 game mark and you need to win games, it's very hard to depend on those guys for big minutes. And you need to go to your second tier, but what second tier do they have? Yeah, like it's the regular season, so their guys can still carry them. And look, I might be completely wrong about this whole they don't make the playoffs. I'm just saying I do not like this team. I think I think it got worse than oh, hundred percent it got worse last year. I looked at it and I'm like, okay, they could actually take a good run at this. This year, they literally, I, they're they want to make the Stanley Cup Finals. Look at this team. I'm sorry, their defense isn't bad though. It's it's like it's bad, but it's not like no. It's been right. worse in previous years. Sorry, I just wanted to point out just because I got the notification. Yeah, we just hit 400 followers on Instagram. Oh wow! So, want to th- say thank you very much. We greatly appreciate that. It's it's a it's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy. Uh, back in March, we started with, you know, a following that was based off our friend group yeah. and 40, 50 friends. You know, and uh, you know we've we've grown that tremendously. So. We very much appreciate that from you guys. And talking about Instagram, we have a giveaway going on with Insta Canadians. So it's a signed 8x10. 8x10 frame. 8x10 yeah. frame of Yasperi Kotkaniemi. It's a very nice frame. I'd love to have that frame. Honestly, I <laughs> I mean, we record here every time. So it'd be kind of cool to just put it yeah. right up there. You know yeah, what I mean? But it's up for grabs for any any of you who follow us on Instagram and follow the instructions that are on Insta Canadians' page. Yep. We put on our story. I yeah, don't know when it's going to expire. It's probably going to expire it's soon. It's going to expire story. soon. But the... the should be in our highlights, though. It should be in our highlights as so well. So go check it out uh, and participate. So it's a cool chance to win a signed Yasperi Kotkaniemi frame brought to us by Signature Pro. So shout out to Signature Pro for doing that. And since we're talking about Instagram sponsors, we'll give our shout out to Signature Pro who put together usually weekly memorabilia charity auctions that include a variety of items with star bids of $10, $5, and even $1. Every Friday auctions begin which lasts till the following Wednesday at 8 p.m., and 15% of the proceeds are donated to a new charity every week. Since the beginning of 2021, they've given back $2,046 per week. Make sure to visit them at signaturepro.biddenraise.com to start bidding now. That's signaturepro.biddenraise.com to start bidding now. So you can check out their frames. They have a bunch of memorabilia stuff. I checked their website last night, actually, just to see what they had. A ton. Yeah. And we also have World's Best Media, who took the picture of that frame. Yeah. Beautiful picture. So go check him out on Instagram, World's Best Media, World's Without the O. Nick took the pictures for us. Super nice. He added a bunch of nice things around in the Habs yeah, he, he playoff went, towel flag, Habs flag, 
he went above and beyond for sure and it honestly came out amazing yeah yeah it looks amazing so go check him out on instagram if you need any promotional videos or pictures go check them out and yeah all on instagram follow us on twitter also if you guys want to yep habs underscore culture there you go habs culture was taken so <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> and on tiktok at habs culture there you all go. right enough about en- enough plugging for enough now. about us yeah enough um, about us. so okay so we're we're still on the topic of the atlantic division yeah so do we have our least, three well i have my two yeah we, we both have our two i, I have unanimous. i have toronto as my three i think and and by the way i don't think this is in a part i buffalo no oh. no 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 taker there <laughs> unfortunately um but i don't know like do you so i have toronto as my three yeah what do you With, have? i think it's Fair, extremely fair because, yeah. and I just might be, I might be talking like this about Toronto because I hate them because I'm a Habs fan. I just look at their team. I don't like it. I think Boston, it's the beginning of the downfall. However, there's still the Boston Bruins mm-hmm. and they still run a very tight ship in Boston. I'm going to put Boston as my three. Okay. I'm going to put Toronto in the wild card spot, but by like a a good amount like okay. a, not a landslide but a comfortable spot right you know what i mean and just just because i, I want to be clear before going ahead here how many teams are in the wild card spot two two it's right it's one from Atlantic. there you go oh no it's two it's they're both from the eastern so it doesn't matter if it's not one of each so it's two from the eastern so conference just, yeah it's, it's two it could be two eastern, metro or right. it could be two Atlantic. it okay. could be one Atlantic, one metro so here's my point to you yep or here's my remark to you you have Tampa Bay, the Florida Panthers, and yeah. Boston as your top three. Yeah. And you have Toronto in your wild card. Yeah. That leaves one spot for the remaining Eastern Conference mm-hmm. teams. That leaves one spot for two spots of the Metro because three are already locked in. Because I'm looking at their... I say two spots because there's three. Like, look, we'll start with the Atlantic who's not, not going to have a shot at anything. Okay, so let's just go with the Buffalo. Detroit, Ottawa, right Buffalo. I wouldn't, right? even, I wouldn't even count Ottawa out, honestly. I wouldn't, but we have to because there's no way they... I know. Right now, we're going to count them out. Yeah. So those three are out. So that leaves five teams. And then if you go to the Metro, you take out the bottom three, Columbus, New York, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Rangers are ready. Okay. I don't think the Devils are ready. Look, I think that's a little bold for the Rangers from the the Rangers' perspective. Yeah, I just don't think... Look, they changed their coach. They changed their GM. They changed everything because of Tom Wilson. I just don't think they're ready. We'll give Lafreniere one more season. Okay. See how he plays. Fair enough. Same thing for Capocaco. Capocaco reminds me a lot of Kotkaniemi. He does. Right? In terms of situation and yeah. in terms of um, Not just because they're finished. That he's given. Yeah. And then we have... We're going to jump to the Metro quickly just because we have yeah, to no, compare I'll, wild cards here. Right. Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, Carolina, New York. The Islanders. Those are the five. So we knocked out three of the bottom of the Metro and of the Atlantic. Right. So now you have five teams remaining in the Metro with three spots locked in at the top three. Yeah, so it's 2v2, technically. There's two teams remaining, and but you already have Toronto as one in the... In the exactly, so it's one... So now it's one, and there's th- there's one spot for three teams. Yeah, it's exactly. And right. I know that one of those teams, because we're not going to go over the Metro division, mm-hmm. but we know that one of those teams is the Montreal Canadiens. That takes that wildcard spot? Well, no, no, I- I'm saying oh. one of the three teams remaining. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. So who's your three in the and, Metro? And I want to say something to everyone listening. Mark is a very biased Habs fan. <laughs> he won't admit it. He is a biased Habs fan. <laughs> but he's a realist. 
And well, I'm not surprised that he didn't come in here with Habs in his top three in the Atlantic. Look, they might surprise. 100%. Yeah, we well, never know. We saw it this again. Season, it all right? depends. If Kakanyemi comes out like an <laughs> 80 point animal, they're gonna make it. 100, percent they will. No kidding. Like, right? Look, did we say they're gonna stand like a final? No. We no. We uh, I, I I had I think I doubted them in every single round. You know, I, I, Toronto <laughs> in six. I had Winnipeg. I know I had them beating Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. I had Vegas in six. I had Habs in six for the Vegas one. Really? Oh yeah, you yeah. did have that. That's yeah. true. But we were laughing the whole episode. Yeah, so biased. Anyways, <laughs> I was I was on our Instagram last night and I was watching one of our live videos, and we were like stressing on the camera about them making the playoffs. They were against. They were losing to Calgary. They, they were, were losing lo- every night. Yeah, yeah. And we were stressing, and I was just watching them. Like, man, imagine if you told these two kids that they're gonna make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Just relax. Yeah, seriously. Anyways, insane. Who are your three in the Metro? In the Metro. Yeah. So we're gonna go between Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Philly, mm-hmm. Give me Washington, some, Washington, Carolina. Yep, the Islanders. So I have Carolina locked in there in the three. I, I sorry, not in the three. I mean, like as one of the three teams. I don't know the order though. Can't give you want me to give you an order? Uh, no, you don't have to give me an order. I'm, so I'm gonna. Put, these are my top three. I have Carolina. I have the Islanders. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna take a shot here and go with Philly. Philly. <laughs> Gonna go with Philly here. I'm um, not a huge fan of the acquisitions and the transactions that Pittsburgh made this offseason. I don't think that they did enough considering that they that two years in a row now that they've been kicked out by the Islanders and they haven't been able to adjust to that pace. And Washington to me seems on a decline. The two but they're fair, just a regular season team, you know? Washington? Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I don't know. I'm gonna take a stab here, though. Okay, no, I'm that's, go that's a good shot. And then, so now, so now, I mean, I don't know who your three are, but based off my three, you have the, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Montreal for one more spot. Yeah. My God. Here are my top three in the Metro: the Washington Capitals, the New York Islanders. And the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. But I'm iffy on Carolina Are because you? of their goaltending. But it's a regular season, so it could kind of be like there you go. You know what I mean? I- I'm I'm still shocked at that N- that Nedeljkovic yeah. situation, but whatever. We won't talk about that. Um, so I have so, Philly Pittsburgh Montreal. as my two and that are out. I think. Which which you you know to me to me the reason I put Philly in the top three I'll give you I'll give you my reasoning. I think Carter Hart has been undervalued and underappreciated mm-hmm. as a goalie for the past two or, or this past season and and the end of the season before. With that being said, I think that they have added the necessary pieces on defense to to bulk up to bulk up their defensive strategy and their defense as, to the point where I think Carter Hart will not need to be well he won't be let out to dry as many times as we think. And I think that their forward car excuse me, their forward core is strong enough. So that's why I put them in the top three. I think their biggest their biggest liability last season was defense, right? Yeah. And then everyone put the blame on Carter Hart. But the thing was that they had no defense to fend for, for Carter Hart at all. They're, they're doing like a culture change in Philly. Absolutely. They bring in Keith Yandel. They bring in Rista Linen. They bring in um, blanking they, out Ryan Ellis. They brought out, well, they kicked out Voracek. They kicked they out Shane Gossesbeer. But they didn't kick out their coach. Question mark. I just, I don't know. 
in the bubble, I said Philly is going to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Then I watched them play against the Habs, and I said, nope, never mind. I'm not sure how they're going to play this year. We'll but see. I think it's going to be a fight between Pittsburgh and Montreal for the final wildcard spot. Fair enough. Well, Philly's going to be in there too. But I just, I don't know. Can we talk about that? Oh my God, I missed the mic there. Can we talk <laughs> about that from a Montreal Canadiens perspective? Yeah. Because the thing is, Mark, is that we saw what this team can do. And, and, and to be honest with you, the lineup is very, very, very similar. They brought in pieces that we talked about last episode with Eric. And, you know, these pieces are significant. The Mike Hoffman signing, the David Savard signing, they, they are significant. Yeah. But the problem is, is that we don't really know. We, we saw it all last season. And I do not want to forget that this team was, and I'm bringing this word back up, very inconsistent. Yeah, We didn't know which team we were getting night in and night out. And I don't think that that, I hope, I hope as a fan that that will change, but I do not know that it will change. And the thing is, is that if we are going to be as inconsistent as we were last season, then it's going to be very hard to compete with some of these teams that are on the cusp of taking that last wildcard spot, right? Yeah, yeah. It, last year, I think there were less question marks going into the season. Well, there were actually, because there were so many new players, a lot of acquisitions. So that's the only thing that now looking into this season... Toffoli already played, Anderson already played, Allen already played, Edmondson already played. They all know the system. They all know how it works. They've played together before. There's just, again, the Kotkaniemi question mark. And it, that and and that is a huge question mark. The Carey Price question mark. And and the lack and the missing Shea Weber question mark. And exactly. how is David Savard going to fill in that role? Yeah. Which I don't think he will be able to do to, to the full extremity that people believe. I'm not a fan of their defense. Like I'm, I'm a fan of defensively how they play i just don't think for an 82 game season it's going to work well that's what i was going to point out too right and i think we mm-hmm. said this maybe a few months ago or yeah. not even a few months ago was that when we were talking about the uh free agency, the free, agency yeah. free agent frenzy and the problem with this this team is and i said it last time or defense defensive core is that they play such a physical style and they play such a style that requires a lot of block shots, a lot of hitting, a lot of physicality to the point where when you're hit, heading into that 55 60 game point of the season these big bodies like Ben Sherratt Joel Edmondson now David Savard um are going to be worn down yeah and I don't know if they can take another beating in a in a playoff in in two or three playoff series that are that are basically a shortened full 82 game season no no 100% I think this was a even with Shea Weber in the lineup it's the same same thing it's the same problem yeah yeah, exactly problem so I mean, look, again, we're talking about a season last year that was 56 games long. That was very, I mean, I'm going to use the word compact, compact, but I was going to say maintainable in the sense that the players were able to, the thing is, is that they played a lot of games back to back to back, which is very physically demanding and even mentally demanding. But the thing is, is that when you play 25 to 30 less games, you're not, you're not feeling the wrath as much right yeah just and plus covid i don't know it was a mess it was a mess the regular season was a mess what i'm saying now is that you're going into an 82 game season where there's going to be a lot more traveling right you're gonna because now you're going everywhere you're not staying within Canada. Yeah, yeah, california yeah, right yeah. you're going everywhere so you're going to be traveling you're going to be take beatings against against teams that are that are very physical mm-hmm. and then and then when it comes time to playoffs or when it comes time to clinching that last wild card spot that we're projecting it's going to be tough because they're, that fifth that I I will predict it right now. If what we are talking, if if the projections that we are talking about right now end up coming to fruition, the Habs are going to have a very hard time in that last 15 game stretch. I could see it happening. I think a lot of teams are going to struggle in the last stretch because it's been a while since they've had to do it. 
right? 82 game season. I just think the center ice position again, and we've been saying this for like 15 years is just so important. And I think it's going to be the biggest factor for the Montreal Canadiens. You know what the funny thing is though, Mark, is that like two years ago now when KK was on the rise and Suzuki kind of got his shot, Dano was in the lineup, Evans was getting time, then we brought in Stahl. It was a surplus of centers. We were upset at how many centers yeah. we had to the point where we couldn't let some of these younger players develop. Now again, with the loss of Dano, we're gonna, Evan, Evans gets an increased role. Now we brought in Matthew Perot. Paquette gets in the lineup. Now it's kind of like we have a bunch of bottom six I say bottom six. I think Evans is a good bottom six. But Matthew Perot and, and Cedric Paquette know their role. Kotkin Niemi is going to have to assume such a large role on this team this coming season. And if he doesn't, and if he doesn't, I will say this now, I don't know what... Depending on the contract that he signs, mm-hmm. I don't know what his future is with this team. Oh, no, no. I, uh, he's 21. I still, I would give him some time. Mark, you know I'm the, fir- I'm the first one yeah. to give him time. But... But look, he, I think he it's has time. Three seasons under his belt now. Yeah, yeah, but that that look, it took McKinnon a long time to get going. Um, I'm not comparing him to McKinnon. I'm not comparing him to McKinnon. <laughs> um, but I think it's finally time that Kotkaniemi goes into the season, or the Habs go into the season with their one-two Suzuki Kotkaniemi, because it's never happened before. And I think it's finally time that we see how it works out. And then if it doesn't work out, then you start panicking. We need a top six center. But right now, I like it. I like the way it is. Oh, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, because, and I want to. Sorry, I'm to cut you yeah. off again. But I, I just want to emphasize that I'm not scared for what. Mm-hmm. What I'm scared about is I want to see Kotkaniemi do well. Yeah, for because sure. Because I think this is because he has been on the short end of the stick many times throughout his tenure here in Montreal. Yeah. And the thing is, is that now he's going to play the two C. He's going to have solidified line mates. We hope. He's going to get some power play time. And he doesn't have really a reason. He's young. He is young. But he doesn't really have a reason to not play good hockey. Because we've seen it before. The The problem with him is, is again, a lack of consistency, right? He, he Sometimes he's in, sometimes yeah. he's in existent. And sometimes he's he's the hero that yeah. we saw in the playoffs. Look, I'm, I'm just really excited. Because I remember in the bubble when Kirk Muller put that one to Suzuki Kotkaniemi. And like they showed the pregame, they showed like the the lines for the Habs. Mm-hmm. You just saw that it was it was the future. Like you saw it, that's what it should be. And I just think it's finally. I don't have that in my head that oh, there's too many centers. This is perfect. I like it the way it is. Obviously, I'm gonna like it even more if they're playing to their potential. Mm-hmm. But this is how it should be for the next ten years. It should mm-hmm. be Suzuki Kakinami. This shouldn't be touched. So hopefully, it KK takes touched. that next step. And you don't have to worry about that one-two spot anymore because it's solidified. Right. But we'll see how it goes. I agree. Um, on another topic, EA Sports named their cover athlete. You know, I think I should apply for the cover athlete of uh, NHL 23 because apparently you don't need any playoff wins. I don't even understand. And I saw such a funny comment on TikTok. What? <laughs> they they sh- they announced the winner yeah, yeah. and and. In the picture, he's walking down the tunnel, mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone's like, he's... "After he shook hands with." Yeah, like after <laughs> after the playoff loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. I don't get it personally. Don't get me wrong. I think 2020, he absolutely deserved to be on. The oh, 100. But again, <laughs> I mean, again, it's Austin Matthews, by the way. For those who don't know, sure, he's been he's been on the point. cover. It's the second time in three years. He won the Rocky Richard. Okay, but really, but again, that's 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 what 
the emphasis is being put on uh, two times in three years right now, right? I would have loved a Nathan McKinnon on the cover. But what about a Carey Price? Yeah, a Carey Price would have been Carey Price absolutely deserves it. He's never been on the cover once in his whole career. Again, people listening at home are probably going to think we're biased, but at the end of the day, it's not like he's been on the cover before. Yeah. Anyway. So, Mark. I'm just saying that I should apply because I have the same amount of playoff wins as Austin Matthews. That's so cold. It is cool. I, I should I honestly cold. put... Oh, cold? It's cool. I should put on my CV. I have the same amount of playoff wins as Austin Matthews does. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so... So, just to finish up on the Atlantic Division. Yeah. Do you want to give your standings in order? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go... Um, Let's go 1-1. One, one. Because, there, what, there's seven or eight teams? Eight teams? Seven? Eight. Eight, yeah. Okay. So, we'll go... You take your, you give me your one. I give you my one, back and forth. And no, we'll do a snake. So you go first, then me, then me again, mm-hmm. then you, because I don't want to pick the same one as you every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Tampa. I'm gonna go Tampa, but I'm but and then now my second pick is going to be Florida. But yeah. I say Florida challenges very yeah, yeah, hard 100%. for that first. Yeah, spot. yeah. Tampa, Florida. I think it's unanimous. Okay. Then your then your third, Boston. Okay, and I went Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going. I'm going to say Montreal at the four in the, in the Atlantic. So over Boston. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go Toronto because that's my wildcard yeah. team. Fair enough. My number one wildcard team. There you go. Then Montreal, obviously. Okay. And then I put, I put Boston. Yeah. I think Boston's going to take a heavy decline this season. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then um, now it's all. Now, 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 now I'm going to go Sens. Yeah, sense. And then, and then I'm assuming you're going to say Detroit. Detroit or Buffalo? Detroit, here. Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Buffalo. Detroit and Buffalo. Oh, and also news out of Buffalo. Um, what's his name? Um, Jack Eichel? No. Jack Eichel, first of all, should have been traded a while ago. But Who are you talking uh, Owen about? Power. Oh, Owen Power. He's going back. He's going back to college. Going back to college, and I don't blame him. But you know what? You know what? I think it's the right move, regardless. Like if we're, I know we're joking around. For but both I, sides, I think it is. Fans are obviously mad, but at the same time, was, your team sucks. Mark, he was debating staying an extra year and declaring next season. Yeah, I heard about that, and people thought that he wasn't ready for this year. So I think it makes so much sense to go back. You develop a little bit more, and it, and this is a huge season for him coming up, right? Because he's right in that middle between I'm not ready and I am ready, mm-hmm. and this season is is where it kind of. He takes that huge leap as a, yeah. as a player. And I can't say I know much about him, but I've seen a little bit of his play mm-hmm. and he looks like a talented, very a talented boy. defenseman. Big boy who could skate. Yeah. But let's see. Let's see if he can take that next step in his game. We were asked on Twitter by uh, my good friend Matthias to do a prospect pyramid of the Montreal Canadiens. And I read one. I forget when I read it on uh, the Hockey News. So, oh no, sorry, thehockeywriters.com. So shout out to thehockeywriters.com. They made a Canadian's prospect pool on August 22nd. They call it a Canadian's prospect pyramid. Um, And they go by tier. Okay. So I'll read you out the tiers. Yeah, I'd like you to read those out to me and just, you know. We'll go through we'll it review and it. we'll review it. Exactly. We'll put, it will add players, we'll remove right. players, we'll see how it is or just not touch it at all. So I'm going to read you the definition of a prospect. Thank you. So this is from uh, the NHL organizational rankings. I quote, A skater no longer qualifies as an NHL prospect if he has played 25 games in the NHL in any campaign, regular season, and playoffs combined, or 50 games total, 
or reaches age 27 by September 15th. A goalie no longer qualifies as an NHL prospect if he has played 10 games in the NHL in any campaign, regular season, and playoffs combined, or 25 games total, or reaches the age 27 by September 15th. You sound like Siri. <laughs> Do I? I don't know what you sound like. You sound like an automated message. <laughs> I'm going to reread it in a different voice. <laughs> no, okay, so so obviously, for those who didn't understand what I just read, Jesperi Kakanyemi, and Nick Suzuki. No, Cole Caulfield qualifies. He's, he still qualifies? Does he? No, no, he does not. Oh, never mind, because it's playoff combined. Yeah. So he does not. Uh, No, he does. Yeah, it, he does qualify. Really? Yeah. Oh, he just doesn't qualify as a rookie. But there's a difference between he is a prospect next year. and... He's a rookie. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Rookie and prospect's different. Rookie of the year. Uh, are we betting on that? Oh, I think that's... Yeah, the odds are lot. probably 1.1. Yeah, did, did he play 25 games in the NHL? He probably didn't then. I don't think he played like regular season or you're saying playoffs combined? Regular season, uh, regular season and playoffs combined. I don't know how many regular season games he played, but let's just look through the numbers. He missed game one well, of the Leafs. Because missed... right here, he's not considered a prospect. Okay. He's so a rookie. Maybe, he's he, not did. A maybe he... he did because again, they went to the Stanley Cup playoffs. They played uh, Stanley Cup finals. Excuse me. They played five games in the finals. They played six games in the in the series before that. You're at 11. Four games before that, you're at 15. Plus another uh, seven well, there's suggestion that he's he is a prospect. Yeah, but keep in mind they played twenty. Uh, sorry, he played he played twenty one in the playoffs. So unless he played four or less four or less games in in the regular season, he played. Yeah, he played thirty games. He played ten in the regular season, right? And twenty in the in the playoffs. All right, I was one off. So, if I don't know what we're not understanding here, but he shouldn't be considered a prospect. Anyways, we'll remove him. Whatever. We we, we just won't. We've Nick talked Suzuki, enough about Suzuki, Esperi Alexander Romanov, and Cole Caulfield are out of the question. Okay, sounds good. So let's let's hear these tiers. So tier one is elite or top line, top pair talent. So top line would be forward, top pair right. would be defenseman. Okay, that's tier one. All right, elite. So let's hear. It. Oh, do you want me to go tier two and read it, and then tier three, or we we'll go back and forth? Let's just go back and forth. Okay. So tier one. Do you want me to read what they have? I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to hear what they have. They have Cole Caulfield. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Cole Caulfield has elite talent. So top line, top. Right. I don't think. Okay, they have but a we're top not right. even considering him as a prospect. So. So, the Habs have no top. I, I don't. Sorry. Tier uh, one. I I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, look. Uh, we can go up and down the roster. Sorry, the uh, the depth chart, and we can look at Ryan Paling. We can look at Jesse Yes Yelonen, uh, Matthias Norlinder. Look, I know these are all guys that you're about to name, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that I. From what I've seen and what I've heard and what I've read, they're top good. Talent but tier one, not I don't think so. Elite's a, a strong word. It's a very strong word. Mm-hmm. Tier two is top six forward, top four defender, starting goaltender. Okay. So top six, top four, and starter. They have Jesse Alanen, Caden Gooley, Caden Primo, Jane Strubel, Jordan Harris, Luke Tuck, Matthias Norlander, Jan Mishak, and Logan Mayu. Um, look, I mean, that's a lot of names to list off. Here, I'll go. I'll go one at a time. Yes, Allen. I watched him play a bit of Laval. I watched him play when he got called up for the Habs. Yeah, and I want to. I want to hear your take on it because yeah. I don't know much about him. Yes, Allen needs to work on his skating. It's really obvious when you watch him play. Okay. Like he needs to work on his skating. I act as if I'm a pro skater, but <laughs> he needs to work on his skating. I would have put him in tier three unless I'm missing something. 
Unless I'm... Yeah, I'm looking at Tier 3. Never mind. Okay, we'll keep him there. Yes, the Allen and... Because they put Tier... Never mind. Okay, we'll keep him there. I just think he needs to improve. Okay, on... that's fair. But I feel like he he does have some... Um, he does have some offensive upside. I just want to make sure. sure I'm not confusing him with... Um, Vedemo. But I didn't because he got called up. Uh, Van, De- Van Demho or whatever? Yeah. Because no, he needs to work on his skating also. But I don't think, I think they called. Lo- keep in mind, Yolonen played. He played one game. game. One or two games. He played, right? Yeah. Alanen? Okay. At the, at the end of the season, this season. Yeah. So I think he needs to improve on his skating, unless I'm completely wrong. But that's off the top of my head. Nif Kaden Gooley. Kaden Gooley looked really good at the World Juniors. Yeah, he did. He look looked good. really good. He's probably going to be their captain the next World Juniors. That's what Craig Button said. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So he looks very good. Yeah, no, th- I think I definitely respect that in that tier for sure. Reminds me a lot of Shea Weber, minus okay. the big hits. Oh no, but he no, played the body. Hit, no, he played the body. He, it's he true. plays the body. Minus the um, I guess big, mean features. I don't there know. You go. I think he plays a, a like. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not a. He, he's not what they call Shea Weber. A mount. He's not a mount. Yeah. Player. Exactly. Exactly. Um, they have Caden Primo, which I think is safe to say he's. Yeah, and, he's going to be the star of the Montreal Canadiens. And I would like to see that sooner rather than later. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I want to see Price out of the picture. I just want to see, because the thing is, the problem with the Montreal Canadiens prospects in general, goalie prospects, is the fact that we've had Price for so long to the point where goalies that have come up in the system have never really got a fair shot, right? With reason. Yeah, with reason, because well, they choked. Well, you also, but you also have Carey Price, and that's an yeah, yeah, hard but to we show what you Fukali got. could have pushed himself to get the second the backup role. Yeah, fair enough. But you also have Charlie Lindgren, who seems to be a flop, and you have uh, just whatever a, a few, a few yeah. moves. So hopefully Primo could could get a. Uh, I mean, he's gotten. He needs a, few a big games. season in Laval. There big season in Laval. So he go. needs Jane Struble, which again he should be there. Jane Struble looks like a really good hockey player. Apparently, that guy when when he first got drafted, yeah. I saw a YouTube video, four minute YouTube video, and and it said this guy. I don't know what the title of the video was, but it was like, this guy broke every record at the combine. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I click on the video. This guy bench press. Yeah, the he's a big boy. Yeah, he, He's huge. I think he demolished every single... Um, he's a defenseman. Yeah, he's a big boy. And I think he's at Northeastern too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is he? With Jordan Harris. If I, I, I'm Yeah, he is at Northeastern. Sure. Yeah. He's a... Uh, Jesus. Six foot... 205 pounds he's six foot yeah or six foot two i didn't hear that correctly six foot okay yeah he's six foot 205 pounds um let me double check it he was bigger than that anyway but i i think i think that i haven't seen much of him play i don't know about you but i think that he i just saw a bit he looks like a good, a yeah, good I hockey think, player i think he do, i think he definitely belongs in that tier yeah he's six foot uh on 205 pounds, shoots left, which is like every Habs defenseman right now. There you go. Right. Um, anyways, the next one on the list, Jordan Harris. We know Jordan Harris is a good hockey player. We, we know, know that he Harris becomes UFA player. next season. He he didn't sign the contract because he said there was a lot of players in his position. Makes sense because mm-hmm. there are. There's a lot of left shot defensemen, but hopefully the Stanley Cup run forces him to entices stay him. entices him that's a good word there you go the next one's luke tuck luke tuck i think is gonna be a player that i'm gonna fall in love with yeah me too and and the reason i say that and i don't know what your reasoning is necessarily, his brother yeah but he's bigger than his brother he's bigger than his brother and i've seen him skate and he's and he could he skates like his brother who is fast at his height and his weight so 
he, he's a various uh, Alex Tuck and, and Josh Anderson are very similar builds. And if that's what we're going to get out of Luke Tuck, then sign me up. He's 6'2", 203 pounds. Well, there you go. He's a big boy. There you go. And what's Josh Anderson? I think he's very similar uh, height and weight wise too. So I like a word. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a great build for, a, for a hockey team that likes to play us a, uh, a playoff style, a playoff style. And I hope that he's six three, Josh Anderson. Yeah, he's same. same yeah, what, very six two. I said six two. Yeah. yeah. So look, we it's very six, similar. Six two twenty seven. Wow. Holy crap! But we but we saw Alex Tuck <laughs> play, and he got injured. But we saw him play, and I, I think he's actually when he plays, and I know he plays on a very talented team, but mm-hmm. he looks like one of the more noticeable guys on the ice a lot of the time. He uses his speed, he uses his his weight, his height. And he knows, and he has a good mind for the game. So if he's anything, if Luke Tuck is anything like his brother, I'll I'm more, I'll take that. So right now we're at Jordan Harris. I think we agree with all the the names. Islanden, I'm a bit I, yeah, unsure of. I agree. And the thing is, I don't want to base it off of one game. Exactly. But the one game I did see, it wasn't. And and again, keep in mind the other side of the of the ice on the other team. They played the Sens in this game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Oh no, it was Edmonton, and Edmonton played McDavid and and. Dreisaitl. Oh, it was that game. Yeah, when they lost in overtime. Yeah, but but he, I didn't notice him very much. I think he has a pretty good shot, but again, I think I think if he improves his skating a little bit and he becomes maybe a little bit of a faster player, yeah. could be used to it. But Gouli, Primo, Struble, Harris, Tuck, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Let's skip the last one. I don't want it. Logan Mayu, we don't look. I don't know. I've never watched. I've him play never hockey, watched so him play I can't a game even in my life. So look, if he's there, cool. Yeah, great, but I guess. we'll leave it at that. Yeah, let's just leave it at that and move on. We can um, talk about him another time. We're talking about hockey. Yeah, right there now. you go. Matthias Norunder, I think it's he's the number one guy in this. Yeah, list. he's number one guy, and I, and honestly, I've seen clips of him. Yeah, and, this guy looks disgusting. And the disgusting. thing is, is that he's the one thing that the Habs <laughs> lack on defense. Yeah, it's a guy who can move the puck and who's very talented with the puck. And don't get me wrong, I love Jeff Petrie, and I think Romanov is the second coming of that type of, of, of player. But the thing is that we have too many guys, and I say too many, you can never have too many, but we have a lot of guys that play such a physical style to the point where they kind of forget what they can do offensively. Mm-hmm. So I, I want I want to see... And and um, Eric Engels mentioned it last time. Left. He thinks that he's a left shot, a left right. shot on the right. Yeah. Perfect. And on top of that, I think that uh, Norlinder could actually find a spot on this team this season. I don't know what you think about that. Oh, I think this is a shot. There you go. I don't know if he's gonna get it, but this is a shot. Um, so no under 100 locked in, and then we have Yan Mishak, which again, he, I'm a huge fan of. I watched him at the World Juniors. So check, good hockey player. Yeah. He's their captain. Mm-hmm. Good hockey player. Speedy. I watched him at Bid in Laval when Caulfield was there because we were watching those games. Right. Looks like a good hockey player. I'm excited to see him in a Habs uniform. I think if we had to edit one thing about this tier, it's Yessi Islanden. Yeah, but that's about it for right now. It's about it, and maybe. After this season, we either keep Mishak there or take him out. I think he's the other bubble player, but I really like Jan Mishak, so I'd keep him there. Yeah, I him. like him too, and I honestly like what he had to offer at the World Juniors, yeah, like yeah. you just mentioned. He, looked, uh, he, he was on a team that wasn't very strong. But he looked dangerous. That's but the he thing. looked dangerous, yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's very it's very nice to see a player produce on a team that isn't necessarily one of the top teams, right? Because exactly. it's very easy to produce on a team like Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're on a team like Czech where you're the, where you're the go-to guy and you're producing... Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty impressive. Good. It, it was basically like, again, take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. But it's like a Tim Stutzel on, 
on a, a German Germany. Team, yeah, right? exactly. German, Germany wasn't that strong, but they only made they made a bid and they made a, a, a decent push because of his play and a couple others. That's about it. Uh, Paterka too. Yeah, Paterka, yeah. So that was tier two. So top six forward, top four defender, and starting goaltender. Okay. Now we're going to tier three. So third line forward, bottom pair defender, backup goaltender. How many tiers are there, by the way? Five. Oh wow! I don't I wonder what I don't the other know ones. Are. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of Laval players. Okay, so maybe we can just stick to tier three and maybe a little bit of tier four. Yeah. So for those listening, there's probably one name that you didn't hear yet, and you're going to hear it now. I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's Ryan Palin. So he's in tier three. I, I think I don't agree with that, Mark. Okay, this is why I think they put him in tier three. I think they put him in tier three considering the Habs lineup. Not because of his potential, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Right, because he doesn't really necessarily find himself in a spot at He'll this He'll never moment. be one or two center on this team. Well, Suzuki's locked in at one, and KK right now is locked in at two. So, And and let's be real, Jake Evans is basically locked in at three. So tier three is third line. Unless he wants to move to the wing. Yeah, unless he does. But I don't know how good he is on the wing. And and one thing I just wanted to point out, I was watching the World Juniors back in, correct me if I'm wrong, 2018 or 2017 when he was playing for the U.S. Yeah. He looked good. And and it was the one game where he had a hat trick. Yeah. And I knew that he was our prospect. And I was like, wow, this is very impressive. And he looks good. But you know what? The one thing that I noticed that he played with at that level, as opposed to the NHL level, was confidence. Yeah. And that comes with time. It comes with time. But the thing is, is that I think that he's a player that depends heavily on his confidence levels. And he will play oh, a lot of young players. Yeah, yeah, of course. That was my favorite World Juniors because Nick Suzuki was on Team Canada. Yep. Ryan Palin was, I think, and forward Romanov of the was tournament. Yeah, he was forward of the tournament. Romanov was defenseman of the tournament. Yeah. And Primo was he goal? Was he a nominate Goal- nominated I, for goalie of the tournament? I'm not 100. I don't remember, but I know that Primo was on the U.S. Yeah, so. he was on the U.S. So they have Ryan Palin, Josh Brook, Lucas Vedemo, Sean Farrell, Riley Kidney. Uh, RHP, so Raphael Harvey Pinard and Olivier Oliver Kapanen. Okay, so we don't need to necessarily talk about all those names, but if there's one that sticks out to me the most, and if there's one that sticks out to you, it's Sean I have Farrell. two. I have two that stick out to me. Sean Farrell sticks out to me a lot. Sean Farrell sticks out because of the points he put up and the records he wow. broke, but I want to see it at Harvard. So do I. Is he, he playing he, Harvard? He did it at a lower level because Harvard wasn't playing hockey this year okay. because of COVID. So he went down a level and absolutely tore it up. Right. I'm going to bring up those numbers because it, you're going to think I'm lying. Yeah, you, you are going to think he's lying. It was kind of crazy when I saw it. Was he in the ECHL? Is that what it's called? Um, let me see right here. I'm not really 100% sure on the name of the league. USHL. So with the Chicago Steel. So he was supposed to play at Harvard, but they said no hockey because of COVID. So let's let's say before he went to Harvard or before he got into Harvard, his first season in the USHL on the Chicago Steel, he had 56 points in 44 games. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, solid. Very solid. Then he was supposed to go to Harvard, but he went back to Chicago Steel because whatever, like I just explained. He played 53 games. He got 101 points <laughs> with 29 goals and 72 assists. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's the one name that pops up, but you have let's to see, see it let's see at NCAA. Stage, let's right? see it at NCAA. I'm not saying he's to put 100 points. No. But I want to not. see consistency and a lot of points in the NCAA. And the other one is RHP. So Raphael Harvey Pinard. Yeah. This guy looks like Laval's Brendan Gallagher. He's fast. He gets into the corners. He gets in front of the net. Obviously, Quebec native. What do you mean, what do you mean by, by Laval's Gallagher? Because Gallagher played for Laval. <laughs> 
I think he also wears 11. Like, I think he wants to be Gallagher. It's actually crazy because, like, I'm just thinking back on it. I don't want to touch on it too too heavily, but it's just crazy, like, the season that just happened. Like, <laughs> Gary Price is a little downs. rocket. Like, we were listening to the first episode the other day, and 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 Mark announced that Sean Burke was our, was our new goalie coach. Like, yeah, Justin was making fun of me last night. <laughs> Making, making fun of the way I spoke. <laughs> yeah, he was he was whispering. Like, it's uh, funny. Anyway, so anyways, RHP, RHP, and Sean Farrell are my two, um, the ones that pop up the most. Obviously, there's Ryan Palin. Yeah, Oliver Kapanen. I've I think seen Ryan a lot Palin of should still be in the other tier, like depending because because I I understand that it's based on uh, on um. What's the word I'm looking for? Opportunity. But the yeah. thing is that I, I don't know if it is. I'm guessing. Yeah, I know, which makes sense. But but I think it should be if it, if it's being based on pure talent and what the player can do, then I think that he should be. In yeah. Too. Yeah. So that's that's one. Maybe we would switch. Um, maybe switch him for Vedemo. Uh, not Vedemo. Um, Islanen. Yeah. That's or fair. Misha. Yeah. That's maybe. Fair. But again, I I would keep Misha. I think Islanen's still a very good player. I don't know if he's gonna be top six. I, I don't no think idea. he'll be top six. I, I don't. I mean, we'll see. I'd have but... to watch more of him. I've only watched it a little bit, and he apparently I think he really has a good shot. So we'll see. Um, Josh Brook again. That's I don't even know if he's ever gonna make the Canadians. If I'm being honest. Yeah, neither do I. I think he's, that he's, that he's was been a long time for so long. Yeah. Anyways, tier four. Let me read you this one. Tier four is role players, bottom line forwards, depth defenseman or forward. See that's. Tier three was bottom pair defender. Now it's depth defenseman. So you're talking about like a like how Victor Mete was treated, like an Eric Gustafson. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he shouldn't even have a. He should have his own tier. Tier six alone. <laughs> Garbage. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I I stand the Eric Gustafson slander. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, role players, bottom line forwards. So this is like a guy who just. Cedric Paquette goes in the penalty kill, gets off right, the ice. Right. Uh, bottom line forward, whatever. Um, so here they have um, Trevor Timmons' favorite forward, Cam Hillis. That guy loves Cam Hillis. Did you ever see the clip of him yelling at the draft table about how he wants Cam really? Hillis? No, I've never seen that. And Bergeron's like, oh, I'm thinking of changing the pick. He's like, no, I want Cam. I want Cam Hillis. <laughs> whatever. He wanted Cam Hillis and he got Cam Hillis. And they have Dimitri Kostenko. Is he the goalie? I could be completely wrong. They have Frederick Dichau, Blake Beyond, Red Pillock, Joshua Hua, William Trudeau. I think these are guys that they probably just drafted. Yeah, clearly. Joe Verbetic. And Verbe- this is an yeah, exciting that guy, one. That guy's not... Who's this, this? this is an exciting one. Joel Teasdale. Joel Teasdale played extremely well before he got injured in the queue. And he got injured in Laval again. But this guy's actually good at hockey. Mm-hmm. These guys are all good at hockey. Yeah. <laughs> they all are. But these guys, like, I think he's one that could maybe make the. He's the one out of this group that could probably have the best shot at the Habs. Not because he's from Quebec, but because he's a good hockey player. Right. But he you is mean, from, like out of this tier four. But he is from Quebec. With Ruane Aranda, in 2018 19, he put up 42 points in 29 games. Okay. In the playoffs, 34 points in 20 games. Oh, wow. He's a good, he's a good hockey player. Um. So we'll see what how. What injury? Do you know? I think. Um. Let me check. I don't want to say anything. I feel like it was like uh, he, like he was out the whole season. Really? Okay. So it was, it was one of those. It was a knee injury. Okay. A knee so injury. That, that's yeah. Fair. Um. So that's the one guy out of this group. There's still Michael Pazetta and Johnny Fairbrother that are the other two guys. Yeah, those two guys also stand out to me a little bit just because I think that they they have been drafted recently. Yeah. I know Fairbrother was Fairbrother was last year. 
if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I just remember ago. from Laval. Anyway, I think that they, I, I, I think that it's right to put them in tier four, but I think that there's still some potential from those guys for sure. Yeah, I think Teasdale's the number one guy, and my number two guy would be Cam Hillis. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's a small player. I watched him a bit in Laval when Coffee was there, and he looked like out of place a bit, Cam Hillis. I'm not gonna lie. But again, that comes with experience. But I think he put up crazy numbers also. Yeah, and, and with Laval, with Laval, he had one point in 18 games. Okay, so yeah, so look, we're at, we're at the tier right now. That's kind of it's there's a huge drop off yeah. between those that tier three and tier four. But um, sorry, but he had 83 points in 62 games with Guelph okay. the season before the o- OHL, right? That's yeah, the team that's and, where and Suzuki they, got Suzuki, traded. Yeah. yeah. Um, how how big is he? Yeah, he's he's five eleven, um, one hundred sixty eight. So he's not small. Okay, he's like he's pretty much six foot. Right. Um. So yeah, he's a, him and Teasdale are the two out of that group. But again, it's tier four. So yeah, we'll I don't see. even think we should touch tier five. Honestly, tier five. The only name that I recognize of this two is McNiven and Jacob Olofsson. Okay, Olofsson had some. Am I thinking of the right guy? It's well, the yeah. I think you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that that guy. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> like Olafson, he played for the Habs a bit. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think these are the guys that are getting older to the point where their their potential is kind of running out. They'll get a letter on their jersey in Laval. There you go. You know what I mean? Well, like Josh Brookwell. Is it the right guy? I don't know. Anyway, it's not the right guy. We're thinking of um, Olafson defenseman Gustav. Gustav. This is a center. Oh. Yeah, this is a center. Anyways, he's, he's Swedish. Um, I didn't read what tier five was, and I'll read it before we end this off. Uh, tier five was minor league players used for call ups. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, exactly. McNiven. Imagine, imagine, like, again, like you've made it to that professional level. So, like, I respect that. But imagine, Look, like, they're being... still, yeah, but they're still making money in the Yes, yes, yes. They're still but, making money. But imagine just like reading this, like, as a player and you're like, or listening to the Habs up... Culture podcast. Yeah, seriously. They don't even know who I am. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Anyways, yeah. we're reaching the hour mark, actually. Um, is there anything that we should touch on before we end it? I don't think so. We're just going to be a lot more interactive on yeah. uh, on. We always say this, and like we we are for the most part. It's just we're trying to build something on Twitter. Um, we have a decent amount on Instagram now, so we're something to work with. Uh, we want to we want to bring you guys content. We're going to be putting out interactive content as well. So f- again, feel free to comment on our posts or whatever, or even just yeah, yeah. swipe up. I, I I don't know. Send us stuff. Yeah, no matter what it we've is, we've never gotten one thing. We've only gotten a few answers when we've asked, but we've never gotten like out of the Voluntarily. blue. Voluntarily. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Look, uh, we don't expect it, but if, if you guys want anything, that, if there's anything that you guys want us to do in particular, f- feel free to let us know because we are looking for stuff to do all the time. Yeah, 100%. And on that note, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, guys.